Hey everybody, welcome to It's Real with Jordan and Demi. I'm Jordan Edwards, alongside Demi Ramos. What's going on, Demi? We have a British band today. How exciting we, are you? We, we, had, uh, we had a little UK invasion lately. We had Maisie Peters on last week. And this week we have a band from, they're coming to us just from outside of London. Let's bring them on. Ladies and gentlemen, the Hana. There's three of them in different places. And look at that. Look at that. Look at that beautiful collection of people right there. <laughs> so, the style so, on point, guys. It looks yeah. Like yeah. Oh, it looks I like the posing. I like the posing. That was great. Okay. So, so let's introduce everyone. Starting in the middle, upper middle in the striped shirt, we have, go ahead. Uh, I'm Jack. Uh, also known as IK, and I play the drum. And in the lower left corner, there we go. Uh, I'm Ryan. Uh, I am vocals and guitar. Ryan. And in the other corner, uh, I'm Daniel, and I play lead guitar. Daniel, lead guitar. All right. So you guys are in all outside of London, but in different places. Um, how is everything going now? I we were just talking before we started the show with Jack about you know getting um, the live live shows going up again, maybe touring America, that kind of thing. So where do you guys stand as a band? What have you guys been up to? Um, yeah, I mean over here it's been super crazy. Um, I guess we're kind of coming to the end of it. Um, hopefully, <laughs> touch wood. Um, but the news is looking good. Uh, I think it's um, kind of early July that everything kind of goes back to normal. That's the plan. Um, and there's festivals that are saying are happening this summer over here. Um, and also that touring could potentially go back to somewhat of normality in the UK anyway. Um, so you know, 2021 has had better promising news than 2020. Um, so yeah, we've just been working behind the scenes tirelessly with our booking agents and management and everyone to get everything sorted and, and kind of, you know, try and figure out the easiest and best way for us to get back with our fans and back playing music and, and doing what we love doing. How is, is are you, do you have any worry about you know, shaking the rust off, getting the live show together. How much time do you guys actually spend together working on music? Uh, we, we spend, I mean, it's obviously, especially uh, during COVID, um, I think it's actually probably, that's kind of the silver lining of it. And is that since we first got released as a band, it's kind of been nonstop for us. Like we've been touring nonstop um, for about six, seven years. So it's kind of been the first time that we've really had a long period of time to kind of sit back and um, have more time to ourselves, I guess. Um, and we've just used that by making, making new music um, and just like you say, you know, making sure that we're still focused and, and that we don't get too used to, to being at home all the time. Um, so yeah, we've just kind of tried to, you know, uh, invigorate ourselves and, just trying new things as well. That's that's another fun thing is that there's kind of no rules at the moment. Um, so we've just been writing, you know, pretty much every day, just lots of new ideas, you know, some that are are just kind of rock, which is, is predominantly where we come from, but 
also just experimenting with loads of different instrumentation and taking things to the next level um so it's been nice to have that time to just kind of be us three and kind of hone in on you know i guess the future of where we're seeing ourselves how did you guys first meet what is the story with you three um i met ryan at college and um <clears throat> we were like we should start a band and we did we actually used to be called alaska campus we used to be like super indie um and then we kind of moved on from that and wanted to go in like the rock lane and then we knew jack locally because uh, he went to the same college as us but he was just a couple of years older and then uh yeah we formed the hunter and we played locally in london did a lot of small shows and just kind of built a name for ourselves from there really yeah. The hunter came from where though because i can't even figure out what it means there's nothing online so from the band itself, what does the hunter mean yeah, we, go ahead, Jackie boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we we're we're big like fans of hip hop, um, and it, it's been used for quite a while now, actually. Um, Hunter is in one hundred, um, which we kind of took from slang of people when they say Hunter bills, for example, which is obviously like hundred dollars. Oh. Um, so that's kind of where it came from, and then. Um, yeah, about six years ago when we were looking for a new name, we were kind of saying one hunter and uh, that that kind of created the, the kind of the, the spark to be like, oh, why don't we take one out and put the in and it became the hunter. So it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. It took a while to get there, but once we got there, it made sense. So, but, um, I think for a while, because it was going on for a while of like what we, you know, because it was the first because we were me and Dan were in a band called Alaska Campus and Jack joined whilst we were that band but it was kind of the when Jack joined it was all it was kind of the start of a brand new life to the band I guess um and yeah it was going on for ages you know band names can go around for a long time before you get one um mm -hmm. and they there were some cool ones but um nothing that kind of stuck and then yeah, like we just always used to say it all the time um, with all of our friends and just hanging out. Um, and then, yeah, it just made sense. And I guess it's a part of us, you know, keep it 100, be true to yourself, give 100% in everything you do. Um, and that's what we like to think we do on stage. You mentioned that you're working on new music and trying different sounds and stuff, but you're obviously pr primarily known as a rock band. And if I was going to describe what kind of rock, band you were i feel like you guys take every type of rock that's been popular in the last 20 25 years and you kind of mix it together you've got some stuff that sounds you got some kind of warp tour uh, emo core sounds you've got some metal sounds you've got some more straightforward punk sounds so um you know you have the advantage of not of rock music now isn't really a thing there isn't a style that's really on trend now so when you guys are working on your music, you know, where does that eclecticism come from? You know, taking different types of rock from different eras. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, I guess. And, am I, and I know that sounds like a rock journalist kind of thing to say about taking the different kinds of rock, but it's pretty accurate, isn't it? Yeah. 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 We don't really like to put ourselves in a box. We just kind of and always have just done. <clears throat> I mean, we're all brought up on the 
on that scene. You know, like early that MCR taking back Sunday, Fall Out Boy to Deftones to Kill Switch Engage to even classic rock like ACDC. Yeah. Uh, but we just we've never really kind of settled on a sound. We've just if it sounds good and we like it, then we kind of go for it. I think your band is dope because you guys write these fire pop tracks, pop rock, you know, but there's always in every track, there's a, there's edge and there's a hint of rawness that I can hear that maybe came from your early days as even though you guys have evolved so much. Um, what is your writing process like? Um, it's, it's a bit of everything really. I mean, when we first started, it was, you know, super organic like jack's first time that we ever played with jack was in a garage a freezing cold garage in watford where we live um and we just used to go there all the time it wasn't even our garage it was uh one of dan's neighbors so <laughs> we'd kind of annoy him and his family all the time by going to rehearse there yeah in a, yeah in a garage so. Okay. So, um, <laughs> um so yeah i mean that's how it started and then we kind of, you know, logic and, and pro tools and stuff like that. So we got that software um, to kind of get ahead in that game. And we've really developed in that. So now it's kind of a mixture where we, if we have an idea, each of us at home, we'll, we'll put it down and then send it across to, to the rest of the guys. And then they can do their bits. And, um, you know, obviously if we can be in a rehearsal studio together, then we'll, take an idea and, and build it organically in the rehearsal room um, is probably our preferred route. But at the moment, because of COVID, it's been kind of all of us at home um, and just having ideas and then sending it back and forth. Like Jack, um, he's got a studio at the moment. Um, that was his dad's that his drums are set up in now so we can do full live drum takes on the go. Um, and we're actually moving our equipment in there at the moment to make it our new rehearsal space so yeah so yeah it, it will almost be back in the garage yeah. <laughs> it'll have a garage yeah. feel yeah yeah um, but a, a warmer one yeah a little <laughs> higher end yeah um <laughs> speaking of rehearsal space you know your your last album i'd rather die than let you in and let you in came out last fall and obviously you haven't had a chance to tour on it so what's what's the status of those songs in, in terms of working them up live? I mean, at this point, you guys got to be, you know, putting out feelers for festivals and tours and things like that. Yeah, it's um, I mean, we've played we were lucky enough. Well, we, we did a when the album came out, we did a live stream uh, show in the UK. Um, so we got to play. The majority of the album, there were some songs that we didn't play because at the time we didn't know what was going to happen with COVID and we still had plans to tour early this year, I think it was. So we wanted to hold some stuff back um, <clears throat> and then that hasn't happened yet. So there's a few that we have really got a taste for and that we're, we're really set on and we're, we're ready to go. There's others that we haven't played to actual other humans yet apart from ourselves so um yeah it's, it's gonna be fun i mean it ju it's just exciting for us like to have an album that we're so passionate about as well and that really sums up a period in our time as a band um so well um you know it says a lot about us over the last few years and what's happened and 
we want to let that out and we want to we want to be with the fans for that um and we just like even when we listen to them at home um you know we just we just lose it because we can just imagine it live and we imagine our fans and and how it's going to be um yeah hunter shows are always super special shows just so energetic and just so loud so we just can't wait to get out and actually hear people sing the songs back to us because <laughs> sometimes it because of covid it kind of feels like we're almost the only ones listen to it <laughs> and know it so uh yeah it's gonna be fun yeah it's exciting it's exciting she's casual is one of my favorite songs by you guys yeah yeah no really it is. And i thought i knew what this song was about until i came across the video and i was like wait i think this is not what it's about so in mm. your words what is this song about uh, the video is definitely I mean the video was dope um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm not sure it was a representation of what the song was about it was I mean that was literally one of the first songs that we ever wrote um, and we just got together with, with loads of our friends and did a fun video for it um, but it's ultimately about I guess kind of a dream a dream girl or person um, that you're kind of searching for, I guess, um, and holding on hope for. Uh, but in that song, it's like you've you're with that person, you found that person finally. Um, so yeah. Mm. yeah, imagine imagination romance. Imagination romance. That's a cool. <laughs> that's a cool title anyway. I think that by itself is cool. Like yeah. yeah, yeah. Obviously, on on your last on your uh, latest album, you have the collab with Travis Barker, um, and we interviewed the score uh, a while back, who also collaborated with with Travis Barker, and we didn't really ask him about the process. We he, you know we just got the uh, the basics of that collaboration. But when you work with him, when you worked with him on this track, what did he actually do? What was the actual interaction and the production process? of involving him in this song john feldman yeah i mean feldy feldy was yeah i mean he's the plug basically he's, he's the man yeah yeah. yeah i mean we you know obviously he's a massive icon and especially for jack as a drummer um and we all grew up listening uh to his music so it was obviously we knew that feldy was really close with him but we never really had any expectation that oh you know Travis is going to get involved or or come come down. Um, and then we were doing the record, and a few other people came down, like Pete Wentz uh, came down for one of the songs, which was amazing. Um, Josh Dunn from Twenty One Pilots. Um, so all these people started coming in, mainly as surprises because Feldy wouldn't even tell us they were turning up. And then all of a sudden Pete Wentz walked in and I just like lost it. Um, so then, yeah, there was talks about Travis and it kept going on for a while. And obviously Travis is a, he's a busy dude. He, uh, you know, he's got a lot on. Um, so it kind of, kind of fizzled out for a bit, I guess. And then we had almost finished the, the record. Um, and then, there was one day that Feldy just like called him up uh, when we were in the studio on FaceTime and he answered and said that he just got out of the shower and mm -hmm. that he'd be round in like two minutes. So 
he came down um, and came in and, and we met him and sat down. He was super chill, as you can probably imagine, just, you know, super suave. Travis Barker, you know, the coolest dude in the world. Um, so, yeah, just came down, sat down. We had a cool chat. Femme was actually with us because um, she was doing her feature on If This Is Love. Um, and then, yeah, he he just came down and he got went into the booth and, and laid down his part. And, um, yeah, as you can imagine, Travis is a bit of a one-take wonder. <laughs> uh, he didn't mess around, so, yeah, he was just straight in, just... And um, we were like, oh, my God, Travis has just played on our song forever. He's going to be on our album. And, yeah, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it's mind-blowing because, you know, again, we're just three boys from Watford in England, uh, which isn't a big place. Um, and then all of a sudden we're in LA with Feldy and Travis Barker's just ripping away on the drums and everyone else as well that got involved. It was just a bit of a, yeah, I don't know, yeah it was just a bit of a dream really. Like, especially because before this record, we had um, quite a lot of tough times with our previous record label and management. So it was i think it just kind of gave us life again really it kind of really picked us up after a tough time um and and really spurred us on and just got us super excited about making music and and being around other people that are like-minded as well because before we we weren't we were kind of kept away from other musicians or artists like if we wanted to do a feature with someone it was kind of always halted and stopped in its tracks uh, with our previous record label. So, yeah, um, it was a mind-blowing experience for sure. Mm. Well, speaking of labels, um, I wanted to ask you guys about this because, like, how do you feel about the current state of music business for the modern artists in terms of working with labels, um, being conscious of streams, and maintaining social media presence? I mean, since we started, <laughs> it's changed so much um like when we grew up listening to bands obviously there was no social media um and no streaming platforms and then we start we get into the the industry we get signed and that's kind of when obviously it all starts kicking off like facebook and spotify and itunes and from 2015 to where we dropped the first album to now so much has changed you know to the point where you know physical physicals for you know cds vinyls is is not the same as what it used to be and i think for us streaming has been really like one of our really big strong points and i think the fact that we haven't been able to go out on tour like everyone i think has been a big kind of blessing for us in the sense of you know the the spotify streams and um you know the album coming out in lockdown still meant that everyone can hear it everyone can do their own thing spread it um, and listen to it as much as they want. And I guess on the social media side for us, it's been very important to, you know, uh, show, the, show the fans what we've been up to, give give them kind of a, a behind the scenes look at what we do on a day to day. And obviously no one planned this. So it has been difficult to, um, you know, do certain things that are outside the box. But I think as well, we've kind of, you know, the boys have been doing lots of duets um, on TikTok. 
I've been doing drum covers as well. And we've been doing like covers as a band together of like some of our favorite artists. So I think stuff like that just kind of shows different dimensions of us. And uh, it's really important as well to, to, you know, just to give the fans something to look forward to rather than maybe just going ghost for like a year. You know, that's not really our style. Um, we find it important. And yeah, the industry is pretty crazy all around. I think we, we no way could have imagined what we were getting ourselves into. To be honest with you, it's <laughs> <laughs> worlds, but we love it and we wouldn't have it any other way. But if you do get into the music industry, you better watch out. You better watch yeah. out. It's yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a wild ride for sure. I think. I, yeah, was, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You know, you go ahead, Ryan. Oh, I was just going to say on the social media side, like, like Jack was saying, when we first got released in 2015, Instagram wasn't really a thing then. Like Facebook was the main platform, um, and we we really targeted that, and we did a lot of marketing on there, which which was successful. Um, and then obviously Instagram comes out, and TikTok, and there's always another another new platform, uh, you know. So I mean it's it's kind of a bit of both for me like it it works really well and it's such a good outlet to get so many more people listening to you um and discovering the band which is you know what what everyone wants to do is to spread you know your art um but then at the same time mainly in covid i guess it's like because bands and artists can't be on tour and and be with fans which is what everyone's used to and kind of what it's built off um it's kind of been like okay how do how does everyone keep everyone entertained how does everyone keep everyone listening and looking at us and and you know it's it is difficult sometimes because then i think because of the covid thing it's like a lot of people kind of panic mainly more so in you know internally i guess management or labels and stuff and they're like what can we do oh you know like this person did this on tiktok and you know the compare comparisons and stuff so i think it's about finding what works for you as an artist obviously um and not panicking and not putting too much Staying, staying, sticking to your lane as well, isn't it? Like, but also trying new things. We, because we've always said solo, it's a lot easier in COVID to do things than the band, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. What do you think, Danny? You, you've been, you've been kind of quiet the whole time. Oh uh, no, I think well said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like sitting here every time it goes to the big screen. I'm like having a sip of beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, I drink. I drink. When when Ryan goes up, I take a sip of coffee, you know, because, you know, (laughs) um, and and Ryan, do you, do you prefer Tino or Ryan? Uh, I don't mind. Like the fans and the guys call me Tino as a nickname, but (laughs) call me whatever you want. That's what all the that's what all the girls scream at your concerts, right? They're like, Tino, Tino. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and you can you can scream. You can call me Tino. And scream <laughs> can, you can scream Tino all you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, outside of music, you guys obviously are very fashionable. You had some sort of like fashion line a few years ago that was going on. Oh, yeah. um, so first, 
let's start off on the fashion part of the show. Let's start with Tino's hair. Um, <laughs> where, where, what kind of product do you use? What's your whole, um, you know, your whole routine with, with getting that look? Um, I don't want you to give away too much in your secrets, but well, you know. I, I know you're, you're asking. <laughs> um, this has been this has been years in the making, so you know I don't want to give too much away. Um, yeah. It's a mixture, really. Today I've <laughs> today I've, I've got my hair up, as you can see. It's it's very up. Um, I kind of basically I'll, I'll wash my hair. It'll be wet or, or damp. And there's this, I can't actually remember what it's called. I think it's like bedhead something, but it's a yellow round pot and it's for uh, volume. So I'll get a bit of that on, scrunch it in there, get it all up and crazy. Then I'll, then I'll blow dry it, you know, product. Then I like blow the blow drying dry. motion. That, that was good. Yeah. yeah. Product and then blow dry, which some people are like, hmm, but mm -hmm. It works for me. Um, and then sometimes I'll straighten it. Today, <clears throat> today I did a little bit of a straight vibe. So I've got these bits down here that I'm growing, growing out. Um, and I get some more wax after that. And I give these top bits a little twist and a pull <clears throat> and uh, spike them up a bit. Um, Bob's your uncle. Yeah, just, you know, super funky. Spike Lee. Exactly, yeah. It, uh, I actually kind of, I've had the, the, this hairstyle idea for a long time now, but I finally decided to do it. But I don't know if you guys know Shannon Sossaman. She's a. Yes, she's I forget. Yes, I love. Yeah. yeah she was in a, a Knight's Tale with Heath, Heath Ledger, right? Yes. And yes. That, that's, that's one of my favorite films. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, I'm a big fan of hers for ages. And I just think she's super cool. Like, her fashion's so cool. She's so just chill, like just effortlessly cool. Um, and she kind of had this like spiky, but then mullety thing going on. Um, and I was like, damn it, 2020, I'm doing the Sossaman. So yeah, the, that's what it is. It's the Sossaman. Exactly. Yeah. So, Tino yeah. Sossaman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Jack, you're a little more, you're a little more casual. Are you, are you usually more of like a jeans and t-shirt kind of guy? I, I've been known to wear jeans and t-shirts. Yeah, uh, <laughs> a bit, bit, of, bit of everything really. I love uh, I love kind of like customizing leather jackets and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. And uh, I, I'm I'm a massive sneaker freak. Love my trainers. Uh, collects a lot, which is, is definitely a problem. And the guys know because when we're is, on that, is that where your is that where your hunter money goes? Is your sneaker it's an addiction for real? You're it's an addiction, yeah, for sure. Like I'll be smoking, and that's an addiction. And then I'll be going to the <laughs> shop. So they're, they're kind of as bad as each other, really. But yeah, I love clothes in general. Like we, we, I think as a band, we've we've kind of gone through lots of phases. And uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so good. I've actually got Nikes on, but it's okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, as a band, like fashion is really important to us. We, I think, um, as the years have gone on, we've just kind of, you know, explored more. It's kind of similar with the music, to be honest with you. That being cheesy, it's just like trying out new things. And yeah, we love a vintage, we love a good vintage shop. But then you know, we like rocking some suits. Like Dan is, you know, Dan Adolf, He looks absolutely amazing in suits. 
thanks. Yeah, you guys would look you guys would look good in that kind of a sixties mod kind of kinks kind of look yeah. going on. That would look good on you guys. Yeah, we we, all, we always discuss like trying loads of different looks out and uh it depends on what mood we're in, what the song is, what the video is, what the gig is, what the tour is, where we are, mm -hmm. what what season it is. So for us, it, again, it's like there's no rules. And I think especially kind of the way the scene is moving at the moment, we're into our DIY stuff and whatever goes, quite punk rocky and obviously Spike T. Uh, <laughs> you know, and we love tattoos as well, which kind of goes hand in hand with it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> And and honestly, Daniel, you you kind of have a uh, a Travis Barker style thing because he has he always wears the sleeveless tees, and uh, he's got the arm tattoos. So, yeah, this is only like we normally all three of us have so many sleeveless tees. I think that's yeah. what when we toured America, tradition. Go to Walmart and we're just like cut it up in the bandwagon. <laughs> I appreciate you okay. supporting local economies by going to Walmart. <laughs> I mean, that was on the road, isn't it, boys? We got to yeah. something sometimes, and you can't be bothered to wash clothes. You're just yeah. like, ah, oh, just buy a cheap t-shirt, cut it up, jump on stage, crack on. I mean, we, we do tour. I bet it's funny. Do you guys look for vintage shops and thrift stores and things like that when you go to different yeah. cities? Oh yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! Who would yeah. be the first to die? In a horror film, and who would be the one to survive? I just I have to ask. That's a that's a racy question there because yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I don't I don't think any any one of us wants to admit that they would go down. Like no one called anyone else out on being the first to die. You yeah. know, no one said so and so is going to be the first to die. So that was that was good. You guys support each other. That's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Without without you know trying to sound too safe, we we're definitely more functional and better as a team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's always more than three people in a in a kind of horror where everyone like goes one by one. So maybe there's seven people and us three survive. I mean yeah. that would that would be ideal for the band. Um, <laughs> you just get unfortunate for the other people. Yeah, no, it is. You're right. It's a bit selfish, actually. And who would be yeah. the leader? Who would be the one leading the band? Say, okay, guys, we need to do this to survive. We need to like make this thing, or we need to go this way. Like, who would be? I, in that I might role? have to say it's Jack because yeah. there was this time when we were in Houston, Texas, and me and Ryan had the most craziest party of all time, and. It was, we were pretty, I can't believe we made it to the airport, but Jack pretty much carried us through the airport, got us on a plane, and then got us to, where was it, Florida? Nashville. Nashville. I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Wherever it was, yeah. Well, it was Nashville and Florida in one day, so technically we got through the airport twice, so... Yeah, so that's, that's true. Guess, uh, you know? That was a that was a big day for Jack because before <laughs> then I think before, <laughs> it was because before then there's been many a time where um, Jack has lost passports or forgot passports and we can't get into countries to play oh, shows. Yeah. Oh what, no! And then from yeah. the airplane to the to check in. Yeah, yeah. control. But yeah, yeah, you smashed it that day. I mean, I was. I was in no way leading anyone that day. If I was leading anyone anywhere, it was to another bar. Yeah, Dan was wearing someone else's clothes. Oh, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like the it was like the hangover when you came. It was so funny. 
But yeah, we we've had some great times in America. See, aren't you guys? Aren't you guys <laughs> You guys are like ready to tour again. You guys are ready to make more memories, new memories. Oh yeah. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, so much. I, your, I, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. What's your favorite uh, international uh, city that you that you've been in outside? Let's say outside of the U.S. and the U.K. Where's mm. some like a, a favorite city or two that you guys have played? Uh, well, Australia. We we fell in love with Australia. Yeah. yeah. Basically, any city in Australia, we love. Australians are so nice, right? Yeah, super. they're the greatest. It's yeah, it's such a vibe over there. It was, and we we got to go when it was like their peak summer, and we got to go when it was Australia Day. So the I think it was we played the last show, and then the next day they celebrated Australia Day. So we wow. just got fully involved in the in the uh, celebrations. Uh, yeah, it was such a good time. I'll never forget that tour. Um, it was so good. it was so good. We lost Dan. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally oh, lost him for like a day. Europe, I've been so many places. Uh, Bologna in Italy. Yeah, um, we played a festival with Greta Van Fleet um, in Bologna. And that was that was the first time we ever played it, and we didn't know what to expect. And how are those guys? What are those guys like? Really nice. They're really cool. Yeah, they're really nice. Uh, yeah, we, we weren't they? Yeah, yeah. We did two shows with them. Um, yeah, super talented guys. Like super powerful rock. Yeah, just yeah, killed it. Um, we got on really well with them. Uh, and yeah, the show was great. Bologna is really cool. Where else? Amsterdam. Amsterdam, we always have. You a, stay out of the cafes, or you go to the cafes. <laughs> we we go to the cafe. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I assume, but you know. Um, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, but, we gotta let you, we gotta let you go, guys. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Before we let you go, before we end it, um, I know that you released a um, a acoustic version of um, Young and Faded recently. Um, and you guys like doing the acoustic versions. First of all, I love the song Young and Faded because I talked we talked you talked about the different rock influences and that ha has like the original version has that great kind of death tonesy guitar intro. Um yeah. so what other releases can people expect in the next you know few months or so? Um yeah, we've we've got a lot to come. We've I mean those acoustic tracks were obviously they were the beginning of um I'd rather die than let you in deluxe. Um so there are lots of songs that we had to leave off the album because we had too many songs and we couldn't pick. <laughs> yeah. Um so yeah, we actually yesterday shot and finished the video for the next release, which is coming out very soon in the next few weeks. Um and that yeah, we're super excited about that one. It's 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 got all the vibes. Um, it's it's kind of again kind of throwbacky to to the emo -y, to, like taking back Sunday vibe days, um, which is where we stemmed from. Um, but with with new instrumentation and a, a modern twist, so we're super excited about that one and the message behind that one. Um, and then we've got yeah like two or three releases from the deluxe and then on top of that you know we've been 
we've got so many songs that we've been writing over the whole lockdown period so we're planning on doing an ep um and then obviously another album we've been hooking up with lots of different artists and friends overseas um yeah we're gonna we're planning on coming back to la um as soon as we can to get back in with the feldster um and and and, and loads of other people you know um because we've, we've really got our little hub out there now like since the last time we were over there we've made so many friends and it kind of sucked that everything with COVID happened because we were going to spend the most time we've ever had in America um, and, and really kind of push the, the name of the band out there and, and just go for it. So um, yeah, we've got a bit between our teeth. We can't wait to come back and just show everyone Hunnamania, baby. Hunnamania. Well, we can't wait to have you and I hope you guys get to New York as well. Oh, yeah. New York. Yes, All right, guys. All right, guys, thank you so much. And good thank luck you. with all the new music and the new shows and everything, and, and we will talk to you later. Thank you, guys. All right, see you later. That was The Hana, and this has been It's Real with Jordan and Demi. You can go to popdust.com for an archive of all our past shows. Find the podcast version on Spotify, iTunes, or I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, and iHeartRadio, wherever, wherever else you your podcasts. And uh, Demi, anything else? Oh, yeah. Follow Demi on Instagram at Demi underscore Ramos because she needs more followers. Just kidding. She has so many. Um, and you can follow me at Jordan Edwards Studio. So until next week, we will see you later. <laughs>